Welcome to the Medical Minute Podcast, where we explore different medical concepts. I hope that you enjoy this podcast and learn a little bit about medical management of some interesting diseases. So the disease today that we're going to be going over is a pretty common disease, and it's going to be osteoporosis. So let's just generally go over what osteoporosis is. Osteoporosis is a disorder of low bone mass, um, abnormal bone structure, and fragility. This usually is going to result in decreased bone strength, and this leads to an increased risk in getting a fracture. Now, osteoporosis can typically be split into either a primary or secondary um, categorization. The primary form is idiopathic or age-related, whereas the secondary form is commonly due to drugs, an underlying endocrine disorder, or an underlying nutritional disorder. All of these are fairly common and occur in pretty high frequencies. Some of the common drugs that can cause secondary osteoporosis include very commonly prescribed glucocorticoids, heparin, some of the neurogen rheumatological medications such as cyclosporin, and phenytoin, surprisingly. A common endocrine disorder that can cause osteoporosis is Cushing's syndrome, hyperthyroidism, hyperparathyroidism, and hypogonadism. And the nutritional deficiencies that can commonly cause osteoporosis is a vitamin D or calcium deficiency, some sort of malabsorption issue, or any other GI disorder that can result in malabsorption. Now, some of the risk factors. There are a few modifiable ones, such as smoking use, alcohol consumption, having a sedentary lifestyle, and just having a low dietary calcium. Some non-modifiable risk factors, which is really important in the primary care setting to be on the lookout for, include age, having a low weight, being post-menopause, or being white or of Asian descent. Now, clinically, osteoporosis will actually be asymptomatic until the fracture occurs. All clinical manifestations will cause some sort of pain, some sort of deformity, either a loss of height or some degree of disability, will be associated with a fracture. Now, the most common location of a fracture is going to be that vertebral fracture, hence the loss of height that I referred to earlier. And like I said, it's often asymptomatic. Hip and distal radius, also known as a Collie's fracture, is also fairly common especially considering that one of the non-modifiable risk factors is increased age and so more susceptible to falls. Now, the diagnosis is going to be a combination of a history of fragility fractures or simply doing a DEXA scan. And this is going to resolve around having a T-score. A normal T-score is typically between negative 1 and 1. Then you can get a T-score between negative 1 and negative 2.5. This range is the osteopenia phase. You can think of this 
as a spectrum. One step worse in severity is osteoporosis, which has a T-score between, not between, which is commonly mixed up with osteopenia, but nonetheless going to be less than negative 2.5. And then you can have your severe osteoporosis, which is typically going to be less than negative 3.5 or um, having osteoporosis with a fairly severe fragility fracture. Now, management. In the family medicine clinic, outpatient or even inpatient, you can consult your patients to exercise, stopping some of the smoking, helping to prevent falls, such as getting home health and decreasing alcohol consumption, vitamin D, having 800 IUs per day, and getting your calcium, approximately 1,200 milligrams per day, if the diet is not enough. These are addressing some of these modifiable and non-modifiable risk factors that we just discussed not too long ago. Then there are some pharmacological interventions as well. And typically, the pharmacological interventions are only indicated if you're in that osteoporosis range, which means having a DEXA score that's less than negative 2.5. Or you can be osteopenic. You can be in the osteopenia T-score range, which is from negative 1 up to, well, up down to negative 2.5. Now, you have to make the judgment clinically that an individual with the T-score suggesting osteopenia, again, negative 1 to negative 2.5, if they're at high risk. And you can do a FRAX score to see if they're going to be high risk. And the agent's first line are your bisphosphonates, such as alendronate or resendronate. And your second line agents such as denosumab or teriparatide. And screening. This brings up a really important question. When do you want to begin? Well, typically all women older than 65 and women who are younger than 65 with risk factors. And your FRAX score may be helpful there. You want to begin screening every three to five years. Only men with clinical manifestations of osteoporosis or risk factors can also undergo DEXA scan screening every three to five years. So this has been a discussion on osteoporosis, a general disorder of low bone mass, abnormal bone structure, and fragility, which can potentially result in decreased bone strength and therefore an increased fracture risk. And it can be either primary or secondary with modifiable and non-modifiable risk factors, typically asymptomatic until a fracture occurs. You can do the diagnosis using a DEXA scan. Management intervention, taking preventative measures for your patients, such as making those lifestyle interventions, making sure that the vitamin D and the calcium is 
at standard levels to prevent the progression of the disease. I hope you enjoyed this discussion on osteoporosis. I'm your host, Jim Tour, and I really hope this was helpful and informative. Thank you.